Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Intro, 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 intro. This movie's still fine. Zakoli, one of them dies, that guy's screw. One of them's a hottie, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. I'll tell you one thing for free. We're doing the movie again. It's just started uh, once more. We've got the Warner Brothers logo. And the Studio Canal Indent. Here we go again. And I don't think I'm in any state to bring in a guest to deliver this. Although uh, maybe my friend and colleague, Guy Montgomery, will correct me on that fact. But I'm pretty sure it's just going to be old Timbo and Guy Guy taking you through the next watch of this film. We are your friends. 2015, Megan Oppenheimer co-wrote it. And a man called Max Joseph co-wrote and directed it and a man called Zac Efron starred in it we're back in it here we are feels like the third time today couldn't honestly tell you what number it is and um, a lot of close-ups on the face there's also a lovely wisp of smoke that's coming up which is just sort of a gentle reminder that this is in an era where vapes exist but no one's smoking like the dude's in his room by himself and yet we're still getting a little what do you call smoke? A little, like, like a, I don't know, a vapor of smoke or a fucking whatever. I don't know. Um, Weirdly, there's like kind of computer bits lying around. There's, a, there's like a PC tower lying around. There's another screen I can see behind his head and random shots. It's a weird room. We're in a double bedroom. And I don't think we've actually brought this up before. But I think that Cole and Jarhead share a bedroom though maybe i've got that wrong maybe they're both in the same room just because they're on this phone call at the start of the film on speakerphone to the to uh to inside man you remember inside man we've met him a few times now he lives inside a club and he's never seen the outside of the club great guy we all love him but he's had very limited life experience (laughs) and if you can't hear that laughter coming up on mic uh guess what everybody Guy Montgomery is back into house and he's carrying a few beers with him, which is a welcome addition to our environ currently. A lovely shot of Jar Dad in the background there sitting at the breakfast table chowing down on a bit of brickie. And it reminds me that I haven't eaten in a few hours. Hey, do you want a salad? 
Oh my god, I forgot about the fucking salad. I don't want to eat on mic though, and there's no fork. I got you, dude. Oh, that's that's your okay. We've got the salads backwards. This is your salad. Oh, we got different different salads. Yeah, we got different salads. That's crazy to me. Thanks. Hey, am I with uh, Tim Bat? Is that who I'm with right now? You surely are. You're joined by your friend Tim Bat. I wasn't sure if um, Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery would uh, sort of have the nous <laughs> to be able to find some guests to take us through a director's commentary. <laughs> <laughs> this looks impossible to eat. <laughs> This salad looks insurmountable, to be honest. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, we're near the top of the movie. And Tell me about your bathroom voyage. We're sick of the movie now. <laughs> no, we're not sick of the movie. We want to hear about it. The bathroom voyage was great. I had a fantastic pee. Thank you. Uh, so, they want to make these guys look cool, right? These uh, DJing sort of superfluous, uh, like mm-hmm. friend, friends of DJs. And the first way they try and do that to establish their coolness is they send them out with flyers to just hound people coming out of a university. That is not very cool at all. If anything, that looks annoying. I don't want some guy giving me a flyer to come watch him play music in a room. I think this is a particular point of sensitivity for us because we have had to fly before. We've been those dudes, not for a cool music no, gig. Yeah, but whether but for or not, our own terrible comedy, excellent comedy, excellent comedy shows. It definitely says gig. Why would you get the words gig tattooed on your fingers, Jarhead? It doesn't make any sense to me. You look ridiculous. Don't you tell me to shut up, Johnny Depp. I'll talk when and as I must. Hey, dog, no one told you to shut up. Just so we're all cool. <laughs> Johnny Depp just shushed me straight down the fucking barrel, dude. Okay. He looked into my eyes. He put his finger up to his mouth and he whispered the sound, shh. He does it every week. What is we're doing is... This, is me eating the salada, okay? Is this yeah, okay? no, it's all good, man. But I just think what we're doing is cr- it's crazy. Why are we watching this movie again? Man. Doesn't make sense. None of what this, none of what we're doing here makes any sense to me. The salad, surprisingly good. It looked like it was going to be pretty tasty. Way better than I was expecting, actually. No, take the whole thing. It's messy. You take the whole thing. Okay, no worries. <clears throat> All right. Spindly Timbly Wimbly is full of food and he's, he's back on. So what have we got for this director's commentary? We've got a movie. We are in an L.A. diner. Our four boys are poring over the pages of a Los Angeles property magazine, trying to figure out what their next port of call is. They're going to find a house, move in, claim it as their own bit of territory, have a lot of house parties there, become the neighbors that everyone hates, but are drawn in by the surrounding areas because it is the center of call. And and I'll tell you what they're going to do. Drugs. And I'll tell you what else they're going to do. Fight some dudes. And I'll tell you what else they're going to do. Sixty will relations with multiple people. Boys, girls, everything. Everything you can think of. The pool, they're going to swim naked in it. Why? Because they consider that having sex with the swimming pool. Is but, that fair? I don't know. It's you what do I math. think as well. It's like arguable. No, man. Are you having sex with the swimming pool if you swim in it naked? Yeah. If you, if you come into it. Then yeah, right? 
Otherwise, you're just having a swim. No, 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 no. A lot about swimming pools. Paige is here, and his uh, partner. Uh, doesn't really get a look in his no. partner. No, but she's wearing red, and that's always fun. It's a fun color, red. Man, you're really putting some fun emphasis into your words. I can't wait. For you and me to walk everyone through the experience of watching this movie, We Are Your Friends. An experience with which I'm not even familiar. I don't think I've seen this movie before. I can't wait to find out what becomes of these characters. Tim, have you seen this movie before? Not to my knowledge. You haven't? Not in my right mind have I well, seen this film. Then me, oh my, aren't we in luck? We get to experience a movie together for the first time. On microphone. Amazing. Okay, so what are we dealing with here? We're in Los Angeles. There's four dudes. They kind of look like we could know these dudes. They're our age, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, roughly. But not in the movie. They're a bit younger. But then they always get older people to act like younger people in movies. Oh, my God. We're old. Nah, you're right, mate. We're too old for us to be having in a film. (laughs) That barely made sense. You know what I'm getting at? Are you saying you're too old to be in a movie? I'm too old to have a character my age be in a movie. No, you're not. Well, this movie. Yes. I don't think this movie's a marker for anything good, though, is it? Uh, If you're too old to be depicted in this film, congratulations. You're outside of the Venn diagram of their marketing scheme. You're outside of the blast radius of who this is relevant for, which (laughs) is a a tremendous thing. Look, I've got to say... Maximum Joseph, if somehow you are listening to this particular episode of our podcast, let the record show that what we're saying is not in any way meant to be mean-spirited or directed at you. I would like to echo that, but without the giggle that guy had in the middle of it, because I mean that genuinely. Here's the... Listen up, everybody. Grab a pen. Here's the thing about our podcast. The whole point is supposed to be, we're the idiots for doing this. It's not the people for making the film. Films are hard. They're collaborative. It's very easy to fuck up making a film. You sound very condescending, my friend. But, well, I imagine I haven't made one. But the thing is, this podcast isn't about going, this film's terrible, even though it may sound like that a lot of the time. It's about going, Tim and Guy are silly men for continuing to to watch a film. Yeah, so also, if you're listening to Maximum Joseph, we're sorry for being that mean, but we're not condoning what you did. I like... <laughs> do you know how we've decided to do a director's commentary? It's our commentary to the director <laughs> of the film. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. To okay. the director, a commentary. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate your ambition. This fucking dude. He, he's the only character I think we've invented in this who deserves a spin-off as Clubman. Yeah, Man. yeah. Clubman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he is a funny guy. To be born and raised in a club. Uh, this DJ, according to IMDb, is meant to be famous. Yeah, surely they all are. I guess so. I guess that's who... Aspiring DJs are meant to watch this movie, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And outside it's of that, like- who else is meant to watch it? Mm. Aspiring creatives? Hmm. Like fuck boys? Um It's a good question. How many people are trying to be DJs? Is it enough to finance a film? I doubt that. And if the um uh, if the bloody books are anything to go by. Definitely not. <laughs> 
No, no, sir. Here's like, Sarah again. I've only seen her 45 times before. And I tell you what, she looks great. <laughs> Still keeping that trim figure I've always known her for. In fact, I'd wager to bet she hasn't put on an ounce. Sarah. Or lost an ounce. You look the same as the day I met you. You haven't aged a day. Mm. Johnny Weston, his decisions with hats, questionable. I've always forgiven James Reed's dance move here of taking his jacket off and swinging it around his head. But in the cold, hard, sober light of day, it is really... Uh, Naff. <laughs> tantamount to nothing. It's weird you don't hear enough these days. I think Naff. Naff died its... Uh, it ran its course. Naff died an appropriate death. Did anyone call say Naff? Was it just everyone's mum for a little bit? For our American listeners, Naff means uncool. But yeah. I, I'm not sure that anyone under 40 has ever said it. I just think it's Naff. The, the ironic thing about that word is it is what it des- it's almost onomatopoeic in that it is what it describes. It's an ugly word, which is why it never took off, I guess. Now, this is another great moment in We Are Your Friends where the soundtrack is doing all the heavy lifting. Although, Absolutely. They did pretty well to get that confetti cannon slow motion shot. Yeah, That's but cool. also, a thing. I guess... It's a thing. That does make sense, but... The, where they use the confetti cannon in the context of a DJ playing in a nightclub doesn't make any sense because this is like the low point of a song. Mm. They let it off before the <laughs> yeah, actual drop, which is about to happen. Yeah. And then they just fade out so that they can have a conversation. It's deeply unsatisfying in that regard. Well, excuse I didn't realize I was dealing with Calvin Harris this watch of the film. Well, Tim, it's about time I told you. Calvin Harris is a DJ character I created. I am Calvin Harris. That blows my fucking head off. As well it should. Um, the fact that I continue to do this with you is uh, a huge mark of respect. Had a great point to make and it's gone now. i tell you that. I'll tell you that one for free. Do you reckon I could do the rest of this director's commentary with my teeth clenched? I think you can it do really anything you put a, your mind to. It puts a weird uh, oh, tone yeah, on your no, voice. No, don't do it. It makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> it's not good, is it? Because it's, no, it's no, very tense. No, no. It's it makes you think of tension, especially when you've got tea sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard one. It's a very hard one to get around, guy. <laughs> guy Montgomery. <laughs> That's what you're going to sound like in 10 years. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Am I going to get locked jaw one day and then never recover? That's exactly what's going to happen. Damn. What a threat. And a each threat day. from old Father Time, Guy Montgomery. <laughs> that should be the next name of your show. Father Time. Father Time. It's quite good. And the post is just me with my dick in a clock. Hard <laughs> out. It doesn't even relate to a single joke you have in the show. Just Guy Montgomery presents Father Time. It'd be good. I'd enjoy it anyway. I'd buy a ticket. Man. I think under this circumstance, you'd enjoy anything which isn't what we're currently doing. Correct. Oh, man, this fucking movie again, eh? Keeps presenting itself to us. Like a streaker in the park who hasn't learnt that no one cares what his junk looks like. This film is back again to reveal itself against its great coat, but terrible undercarriage. (laughs) You just keep talking and words just keep tumbling out. (laughs) Yeah, I've been there, brother. (laughs) Oh, boy. God. So, ah. um, hi everybody, we're still here. What's happening is Guy is too fucked to talk. <laughs> James Reed makes a description of a cig uh, weed, which is supposed to be reflective of our lives. Uh, I resent the accusation. Fuck up for a second, I'm making a point. 
where he says the very philosophical, it's not about uh, making it last, it's about enjoying it. He's talking about mixing tobacco with marijuana and that, um, you know, we're here for a good time, not a long time, is basically the crux of what he's saying. But he worded it shitter. Well, also, he threw away a perfectly good uh, joint, which I always find funny, but disrespectful. Is it a joint if it's got tobacco in it, though? It's a spliff. Yeah, sure, it's a spliff. Whatever it was, it was still good to go. This cunt is... Sorry. (laughs) Drinking whiskey from a flask in the back of an Uber, and there's something I actually enjoy about that. Yeah, it's it's an Uber Lux. I could see me doing that. You could see you doing that? I've really curbed my drinking, though, recently. Good on you, man. No, 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 not intentionally, and I'm not proud of it. Yeah, good on you. No, no, it's terrible. No, it's, it's, it's all good. It's neither good nor bad. I'm not into it, eh? I want to get back on the wagon or off it. Fucking who knows? <laughs> who has ever gotten to the bottom of how that saying works, eh? Boy, howdy. Gee willikers. The painting's about to wink at us, which I have um, respectfully always enjoyed. Yeah, it's a cool moment. It's like, oh, it you guys cool are having moment. fun. It's hard now. It's genuinely impossible to know um, how I feel about what's happening in the movie. Their hair is identical, look. If you look at their hairlines, they've both got the same, like, pokey-uppy bits. Mm. That's fucking... That's wild, man. That is wild. Zaysfron has, has and James Zaysfron ever had a beard? N- not that I've seen, dude. Are you supplanting it on him in your own mind's Photoshop? Yeah, I was just then. I think he wouldn't... How look did he turn out? Not bad. He didn't do... He'd have to work pretty hard to fuck it up. He's hot. <laughs> you think that, but some people get real patchy beards. Yeah. You know, some people can't pull off the holes. Th- and maybe he's given it a go away from the cameras and it hasn't worked out and he learned his lesson. Plus, his, his image is sort of a bit of a clean-cut dude. Yeah, but you people know, love mucking around with their images. Oh, boy, do they. They love subverting them. Living their lives. Living la vida loca. As an inspirational figure in my life and yours once said, Was I am, of Enrique course, Iglesias? talking about Enrique Iglesias' father, Lionel Richie. Lionel motherfucking Richie. Sorry. Lionel Richie. Great guy. Father to one person I know of. And that's Nicole. This party scene's kind of cool. I, it, this is an example of big ambitions not kind well, of I being you, fully realized. I'll tell you A what, A cartoon though. sequence with rotoscope to illustrate what a drug experience feels like. it's uh, It always gets me, and I don't know which came first, my opinion or this fact from IMDb, but on the trivia section of the We Are Your Friends IMDb page, it says um, the rotoscope scene is uh, critically acclaimed or well-recognized or something praising it. Critically acclaimed is a bold turn of phrase for one scene in a movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, it was praised, maybe. The yeah. rotoscope scene was praised. Lauded. Sounds like a, a potential sentence. Yeah, it's good. It's like, and I don't know if I enjoyed it before I read that sentence or if I've only enjoyed it since. But um, it's the power of critics, eh? Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, <laughs> what an interesting fucking tidbit! It is one My of those. My God, this movie has reduced me to a puddle, sir. We are plumbing the depths now. But I mean, what I wanted to say was. It- <laughs> nothing interesting <laughs> i've taken a long time to articulate the point that it's like a music video which is probably something we say every fucking week or something i don't even give a shit anymore i don't even give a damn looking at a lot of empty pills in this those lights are harsh eh? do you want one of these beers 
Oh, it always, mate. It says, it says beer on it, so you know yeah, yeah. it's quality. It's the truth. Pretense of eternity tour. Like, fuck me. Hey. Yeah, fuck Palpable. you, dude. Oh, I didn't... Okay, let me do... I'm, you're right, I'm just you resetting... Do your, I'm resetting a timer. Guy's resetting a timer, and I've got to um, update all of my people who aren't friends with Guy uh, on how our current process is tracking. How is your process tracking, Tim? I feel like neither of us are really firing on all cylinders anymore. Well, you can only fire on all cylinders for X amount of time. And when that time is gone, you know, what are you firing on then? Uh, You're you're walking in Memphis. I'm walking on sunshine. And it's time to feel good because I haven't felt good for a long time, so surely it's time now. It is now time. They've got a good little uh, espresso machine in there. String some sand, pal. Oh There's more God, fruit than I'll ever get guy, through. Shut the fuck up. No, 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 no. You can't get away Let with finish. just describing finish, what please. is visually in front I was, of us. I was feeling good about uh, my updates, actually. I was thinking, you know, this is all relevant and interesting stuff. This is what's in the kitchen. They've always got more fruit than they could possibly eat unless there's, they there's juice always, cleans. Hey, there's always bananas in the banana stand. <laughs> gotcha. That's all I'm here to do now. Just try and make guy crack. Uh, that was pretty good. Dunga. Shun is my name. Wes Bentley's got a real piercing stare. Yeah, what did you think of the movie American Beauty? Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I did, ages and ages ago. It was probably one of the first films, um, to be honest, that turned me on to Kevin Spacey, because I'm a young man, and I, that was sort of my introduction to him. And then, I guess, I took a long... Or I saw a couple movies. Oh, I saw that fucking one where he plays a teacher at MIT, of, a professor of mathematics who goes to Vegas with his students, and like... How, how to oh, card count and oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get, burning down the house or something. Or... <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Another one. That movie was not as good as the trailer suggested it would be. No. But still, like, it was a good... It's Do you a, know, I read the book... That movie's fine on a plane. I read the book of that movie. How was the book? It was exactly the same experience as the movie. Really? Like, in principle, it was sort of interesting looking. And then it was the, so empty, the experience was like, well, that was a fucking kind of interesting story, pretty poorly told. Yeah, the the elevator pitch is fantastic. So it's like, listen, you know how Vegas fucks everyone? Well, these nerdy MIT mathematics students learned a way to fuck Vegas. And you're going to see the story unfold in front of your eyes, either by words or pictures, depending on if you Sometimes, read the Sometimes, both simultaneously. On how they fucked them. And and then you kind of see it and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess, I guess, guess you're right. Good <laughs> enough. Close enough is good enough. Yeah. The Valley. We're back. A pretty uninspiring view. It's just you and me, Valley. We spent a little bit of time in the Valley, didn't we, Guy? We've been to the Valley before. Did we go to a party in the Valley? Possibly. Oh, yeah. Didn't we? we, Wasn't that the time we were in that car with that chick who was fucking drunk ass and like going entirely too fast? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Don't name her. But I think her name was Kate. I vaguely remember (laughs) being very scared in a car with someone else driving it. There's an added tension where you're going to a country that drives on the opposing side of the road to the one that you've been brought up on. So you're at a base level of a little bit tense. And then this woman we thought was kind of fine. Apparently, no. 
she'd had a lot to drink and she was driving real quick and i was i was nervous yeah it's fair to be nervous when you get into a car with someone who's been drinking i think we i think everyone made a bad decision that night but then we went to malibu and we had a great time great anecdote well told go the mighty boys (laughs) forever and ever and always fuck me dead I think we might have pushed ourselves one step too far absolutely not once more by going nah, through dude. the three-peat no, no 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 absolutely not the reigning champs here we go dude we're here and we're ready to boogie and we're ready to claim our ground director's commentary and go welcome ladies and gentlemen to we are your friends <laughs> Tim and Guy here to take you through a film that has continued to challenge us every single week we're not going to fuck around with you. We're going to bring you right into the start of the actual film, which is our introduction to Paige, the secret but very real main character of this film. Who is Paige? I hear you ask. Well, I've told you many weeks all in a row, but I'll tell you again. He is the true father figure, Gandalf the Grey, if you will, of this movie. He loves high finance. He loves getting money. He loves beautiful women, and he loves having people under him who he can boss around. He's an alpha. He struts around telling everyone he hates paper and he hates computers and he loves numbers, but only some numbers because not all numbers will make you money. But the kind that he's dealing with and property and diamond fucking, that will make you rich. Why does he have a baseball bat all the time? He's vaguely threatening. I forgot to tell you that before, but this guy gets tailored shirts and baseball bats and he wears both of them at all times like a goddamn fashion accessory. He'll throw money at you if you start to question him while you're there so that he can keep you on the hook. In the business, we call that hook money because that hooks you into sticking around and then you get hooked when this dude fucking punches you in the face for not making you enough money to bring in the next poor schmucks to continue this pyramid scheme he's a top of. Am I right or am I right? (laughs) Oh, you are correct, my friend. And now these fucking plebeians who's just hired think it's a good idea to sniff the money he put in an envelope for them. Uh, guys, have you seen Paige? That guy fucks around with drugs and money 24-7. Yeah, You're pretty money? much sniffing his asshole or nostril. Either way, it's not a good idea. You're going to get sick. You're going to get pink eye. Whoa, sniffing someone's nostril has just popped its way down. That is by far the worst image I've had in a, in a, in a bit, dude. A couple of weeks at least. Don't worry. Sn- no, no, no. I'm here, so we're all here now. Sniffing someone's nostril. What the fuck? That is... That is visceral. How, yeah, I guess if you go into the actual physical mechanics of it, it's a challenge. But the idea of it being, if you sniff an open note, you're sniffing up someone's nose. You find that uncomfortable. I know no one can hear it because probably no one's watching the movie at the time. But this track, which they cut away from way too quick, I fucking dig. And then know, it, know, now we're off to another fucking song Something that I else. like way less. Yeah, Wes Bentley's holding court and everyone's looking at him like he's that's, interesting. That's this film, eh? No confidence. It's just like pick a thing and stick to it. Pick one song that you think is good and stick to it. Don't it's cut about away from de- it It's early. about DJing. They have to cut away from songs. Yeah. That's literally the pursuit of the main character. Yeah, but the mo- like not within a scene though. You don't have to. You could just pick. If you're like, do you know what? This movie, uh, sorry, this mu- this track, this song is what we call it when it's music, but one film. This track nice insider info. may not have done tremendously when it came out on the charts, but it responds to something in my soul and vice versa. 
and I know it's great. And I know that if I bring it to the people, they will respond in kind, the people who are my intended audience for this film. But instead, the music supervisor's gone, just fucking get a bunch of sh- get a bunch of shit, give it 20 seconds each, cast that net super fucking wide because this movie sucks. <laughs> we need to draw in as many people and friends of DJs as we can. That's where they're at. They're yeah. relying on people who are personally putting tracks into the film to come and see the movie. There is such Just a small market. And also all of those people will be used to and expect comps. So I don't even see Good how point. then you can expect to get any turnover of bums on seats. Just to let you guys know, comps is an industry term for complimentary tickets, which means they're free. It's when you get invited to go to something for free. Not everybody knows that. They do now. Yeah. For everybody listens to this podcast and you just informed everybody. It's a pleasure to have someone so wise in the ways of the world on board. This is a pretty good As one an too. ignoramus, someone who knows very little about the ways of the world, I sort of look to you as a guiding light, someone who I can um, turn to in a time of need or ignorance. The, the, the fluorescent lights that are on in the studio are harsh. Hey. I hadn't really looked at it that way before, Tim, but now that you've put it in that light... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, nice. Uh, i got to say, I agree completely. But I don't know how to... I don't know if we'll ever use it, but we're, just, we're recording a couple of pictures as well while we're doing this, and they require light, so it's a tricky... You don't need to hear any of this. I hadn't really thought about it like that, Tim, but I agree. These people don't need to hear any of this. I like that I can always look to you as a source of wisdom... Light and hope in my times of bow, need. Bow, 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 bow. House sucks. We put in the movie so we could take a big old steaming turd on it. Then there's hardcore. It exists too. <laughs> stabby red shorts, man. You love the stabby red shorts, Fucking man. Fucking love eh? him. You've always Fucking liked him. him. You've always compared him to a friend of yours who would move a stick at a death metal concert <laughs> or something. You've always been able to like kind of climb in there and experience oh, it with him. I just had a bunch of friends who were into death metal at high school. I think it's a composite. <laughs> A bunch of bunch of mates of mine. Oh my god, this guy can DJ. This guy's got some skills. It's a slow zoom into James Reed's face, everyone, while Zakoli's on the decks, just to you know, put you in the room with us. And now Simile's dancing in slow motion. Super slow motion of Simile dancing. Not super slow, is it? It's pretty slow. It's and pretty then slow. <laughs> uh some sort of classical Renaissance art of the gods with the word myth. To suggest that anyone speculates over the exact number at which you can synchronize a human's heartbeat with another human's heartbeat. They got one thing right about this film, and that is the importance of music. Because Sex in the City 2 was devoid of a banger. Not a single one. Liza Minnelli's show-stopping turn of Beyonce's All the Single Ladies... No. Has and will always no. give me a real kick in the heel, maybe give the me f- up on my toes, give me dancing around the room. Maybe the first time you heard it, but that... that For 52 that weeks, I've never felt better than when I would hear Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit, Single Ladies. That love affair of that performance quickly faded. And I know because I saw you experiencing I it. I remember you. perfectly. But this movie, you know, the soundtrack... Do you want to know my 52 favourite memories, Tim? Yeah, go on. The first memory is the first time I heard Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit, All the Single Ladies, in the film Sex in the City 2. 
My second life highlight is the second time I heard Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit All the Single Ladies in the movie Sex in the City 2. My third life highlight was when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit All the Single Ladies in the film Sex in the City 2. My fourth life highlight was when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit single, All the Single Ladies, in the film Sex in the City 2. My fifth life highlight was when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit, All the Single Ladies, in the film Sex in the City 2. My sixth life highlight Thank you for asking. That would be when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit All the Single Ladies in the film Sex in the City 2. My seventh life highlight, I thought we wouldn't get around to it, is actually when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit All the Single Ladies in Sex in the City 2. My eighth life highlight, that would be when I saw um, Liza Minnelli herself Perform Beyonce from Destiny's Child, Beyonce Knowles' smash hit single, All the Single Ladies, in Sex in the City 2. My ninth life highlight, at a stretch, probably when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit, All the Single Ladies, in the film Sex in the City 2. My tenth life highlight, if I can go back that far, would be when I saw... Liza Minnelli performed Beyonce's smash hit single, All the Single Ladies, and the critically maligned, unjustly in my opinion, Sex in the City 2, the sequel to the first Sex in the City film, Sex in the City. My 11th life highlight would be when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's single, which was a smash hit at the time, All the Single Ladies in the film Sex in the City 2. My 12th life highlight would be when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit single, All the Single Ladies in Sex in the City 2. My 13th life highlight would be when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce Knowles' smash hit single, All the Single Ladies in Sex in the City 2. My 14th life highlight would be when I saw... Do you want to guess who? Joe Namath? Liza Minnelli's smashing performance of Beyonce's smash hit single, All the Single Ladies in Sex in the City 2. My 15th life highlight would be when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's single. Do you want to guess which single? Who All the, the Single world? Ladies. In the film Sex in the City 2. <clears throat> so here we are, legs dangling into the looking pool. My 17th point. life highlight? Oh, okay. We were up to 16th, but please continue. What was your 16th life highlight? When I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit single, All the Single Ladies, in Sex in the City 2. Let it never be corrected, <laughs> folks. Comedy is timing. And that was perfect. Why three quarters of one full beat? There was the perfect amount of catch and release. Good on you, Guy Montgomery, you piece of shit. Oh boy! So here we are, the boys wet and riding a car because it's the best place to be when you've just had a fight in a pool. As Megan Oppenheimer herself would put it, wet yep. and ready to forget. 
<laughs> went and ready to forget. It's like an extension of wet and forget, a popular product right here in New Zealand, which is a... It's called the like sun. They're selling us the sun. Yeah, hard out. Go for a swim. You'll drive eventually. Buy some of the sun. Look at Squirrel's foppy here. <laughs> I saw a... Um, I think I was just doing the rounds online recently. A cover of Time magazine from maybe like 1967 with the uh, Beatles on it. Yeah. How'd they look? Like, by modern standards, they would not have made the grade. And that's what I fucking loved about it. Like, just a bunch of goofy-looking dudes. Real goofy. When what, when was the cover? Bad hair, bad teeth, like weird 60 faces. What? 67, I believe, yeah. They were already pretty popular then? Fuck, they probably were, actually. Maybe it was earlier than that. But 67 juts out in my head for some reason. It was like... After the initial like that. invasion, Beatlemania into the States, it was their return. It was kind of their second tour, but they were still very much like a boy band. Weren't, you know? they, weren't they popular? Weren't they something? Didn't they do well? It is um, seriously kind of crazy to think that there'll probably never be another shared cultural experience on par with the Beatles because we're so fractured now. Everyone's found their own little tribes and interests and things. Yeah. I reckon. That was back in the days where, you know, there's three TV channels, there's five good movies out for the year, you can read one of two newspapers. You know, everything yeah. was a lot more... We called know, a spade a spade, a spade and every second Thursday you'd fuck your mailbox with everyone else in the street. That's right, and you call that a spade as well, even though it wasn't a spade, but you call it a spade just so that you could hide your activities. What were you doing the other night, mate? Just messing around with the spade. Everyone would know what coded language you were, allu- you know, what you were alluding to with that. You're putting your dick in a letterbox on a weekly basis, bi-weekly, fortnightly. <sighs> Does that mean male and female weeks? Hey, oh, <laughs> so weak. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm just I'm scrambling for anything at this point in nah, time. Here. Bro, you know, how much money's written on that check? Uh. 1200 bucks You? Sorry This is James Reed Paying Zicoli For the DJ set He did at a daytime party We've never found out How much he actually gets Guy go I mean it's $50,000 Come on dude Be real for a second That's why I reckon You're silly You're silly Billy $4,000 Truly? That's too much How much money Do you think he has? He's not in a castle He's in a nice (laughs) LA apartment well not apartment it is a house I'll give him that he's got a pool he's not paying four grand like that's not the kind of money where you just make shit up is it no you're probably right he's probably not paying him four thousand dollars it might even I be wouldn't pay way him. less than what I said diddly do I said twelve hundred it might be like five hundred no. that'd still be a fucking great paycheck for this guy yeah but it's enough to, for him to be uncomfortable so it's got twelve hundred bucks, dog. He's he's fucking printing money over at the bloody Gold Star Realty Solutions Factory. Dick full of diamonds, mouth full of concrete. Put it together and flip it. Gold Star. <laughs> That's the red that they run on TV. The jingle guy fucked it up on the first take, but they couldn't afford to get a second take. Man, good thing he's such a good improviser. Passable. 
first time you hear it you're like yeah that kind of makes sense the second time you hear it you're like hold on a second the third time you hear it like how is this they still on the air they should have taken some of the money that they spent on keeping it on the air and put that towards a second take of the song yeah for the amount of airplay it's getting you'd think someone would be able to redistribute that budget but alas hey the movie's still going everybody just want to give you a quick update on that and i'll tell you what's happening um we're still in the studio that we were talking about before yeah, Zac Efron's got free reign of this thing while Max Joseph fucks his girlfriend. I say, the fact that this is the third time we've watched this movie in a row mm. and at no point... Oh, okay, we... pull back the curtain. Oh, the cat's out of the bag. You fucked up, guy. We have been watching the film while Megan Oppenheimer and uh, yeah. Max Joseph were in here. We were watching it in a different room so we'd stay up to speed with what was going on. Same screen, different room. You do the math. But yeah, go on. Uh, uh inability to really engage with it on a long-term storytelling basis oh my is god damn what is it's like trying to engage with tissue paper dude you cut right through it like what is the to process here it's just zach efron's pretty face that's the film here's what we're gonna do get some edm tricks and zach efron's face i'm looking forward to when zach efron's old enough to be in romantic comedies where he's um he's like a the husband dad? to someone Oh, he's there. I reckon he's just there now. No way. Like, I'm talking about... But isn't he that Salt Neighbours? Salt and Pepper. What's that called? No, he's a, he's a frat boy in Bad Neighbours. No, the second one. I thought he... He's still young. Oh, is he still young? Okay. Um, like, Salt, no, like Salt and Pepper, Zach Efron. Dude. Trying to keep a family together. You're so right. Trying to keep a relationship together. Whatever it is, I want in. Zach Efron is the natural heir to the George Clooney throne. Questions, comments, Is he ready to sit down? You, re- you tell me he's ready to sit down with the big boys? One hundo, dude. I don't know uh, who's going to become the new Brad Pitt, but do you know what I want to see from the pair of them? A fucking Ocean's Eleven reboot, dog. <laughs> At the 30-year anniversary more, of their reboot. You want more Ocean's Eleven? I want... No, I don't want more Ocean's Eleven. I want Ocean's Eleven again, but different. So I don't want Ocean's like 15 or whatever we're up to. You've got Ocean's, Ocean's 11's being made with, an, uh, with a, an all-woman cast right now. Is that true? That's true. There's a photo of them on a subway somewhere. Who's in it? It's an all-star cast. I can't remember the details. Can't remember a single one. You misogynist. <laughs> I think Rihanna. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Not even an actor by traditional standards. She was in a movie on a boat. That wasn't under siege. <laughs> that narrows it down. Was it Speed 2? No, and it also wasn't under siege 2. Was it Titanic? Not that I know of. Was it oh, oh, was it Overboard? With no. Kurt Russell and Goldie ba- Hawn? Was it Battleships? Have you ever seen what Overboard? It- <laughs> no. Overboard's got... They did like an original soundtrack theme song for it, and it is fucking excellent. I encourage everyone listening. I don't know how I stumbled upon it. I, I, I have no idea how I stumbled upon it the first time. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, "This thing is excellent." And you know how much I love movie soundtrack music. Yeah, you do. You this really was, like it. This was something very special. Do you know one of my biggest regrets is that I wasn't in town when Hans Zimmer was here doing his live concert. And I've heard from people who were at that gig. They say it was just fucking excellent. That Hans Zimmer knows his stuff, huh? He knows his way around a film. He's got a very familiar name to me. Oh, he's the composer for a lot of movies. 
What's what? Uh, what are some of his compositions? I think he did all the Dark Knight um, OSTs. He did. That uh, can't be true because I did all of the Dark Knight oh, OST. Okay. He did. Um, I think uh, I'd know if someone else was taking done, credit for doing the entire Dark Knight original soundtrack. Google him, mate. He's everywhere. That's what I think. So now, also, I don't think I got my due credit for doing the entire original soundtrack for the Dark Knight. So I thought I did a bang up job on that score. Now we're and in the a, don't, idea. Don't, don't, don't. Three times is enough, okay? Now we're in a scene where we're trying to set up for where we need to go. This is like something that doesn't need to be in the movie, but it's essentially glue. It's yeah. just sticking two bits It's together. an adhesive. It's doing its job. I mean, it's certainly not a highlight for me. Not what like do we the need to 17th do next? highlight. We need to get to Clarissa's. How are we going to do it? We're going to be in, in a my bar life. and tell a bad story about Roman fountains. Not Roman fountains, Rome and fountains. The fountains in Rome are, by definition, Roman fountains, but yeah, that is not, not wrong. specifically what we're talking about. We're talking about fountains in the city. It's a very small distinction, but it's necessary to make. Roman fountainhead. What I was about to tell you, though, Tim, is the 17th highlight in my life. <laughs> Please. It's when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash it single all the single ladies in the film Sex and the City 2 I don't know why I want to tell that anecdote specifically then but I did and that's all there is for would it. you like to tell me about the 18th top experience the highlight of my life personally yes it's hard to say there are so many positive memories that thinking back I can reflect on but I suppose it would be the 18th best memory or highlight of my life would be when I think I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's hit single All the Single Ladies in the film Sex in the City 2 at a pinch oh these boys are about to get punched <laughs> <laughs> Did, do you know what would have been a better line than um, when you jack each other off do you do it, take turns or do a simultaneous kind of thing did anyone order the punch and then punch them <laughs> Tim they should have got you in for a punch up was on there, the script was anyone thirsty for punch <laughs> yeah I get both it. work it's the same joke but one slightly more efficient in the word economy than the I other I like it do you know you would have been good going in to punch the script up while they were still working on it before they filmed it Crap, but I feel like as a team if a they r- called us in to rewrite the script for the 48th draft or just for a redraft after we've seen it 48 times it'd be fun we would be capable of really helping them on their way. I actually think you're right, though. To th- a lean, mean I, fighting machine. I think if... if It's a weird thing to think about. If there was... Maybe even in the editing. Because that we know. We know what we're dealing with. But if um you assembled all the same uh, uh crew and cast and locations and everything together and Guy and I were now in charge, <laughs> we reckon we could like make it a better film, maybe? But so point? what we... We get all of this intel, and then we get to remake the film with the same resources. Now, not remake, because we're allowed to use stuff that already exists. But we can cut and reshoot scenes. We can add things. Well, obviously, if we have infinite power over what we can do Not infinite, not infinite. Do you know what I'd put in there, though? What would you put in there? First port of call, the knife. (laughs) He would be in this movie. Where would the knife feature? I think he would belong to Zeiss Fron's character, Zakoli, the crying DJ, and I think he would wield him at very unpredictable times. <laughs> so sort of not... Uh, would it be 
problematic for the other characters yeah, in the let, film? Or let me throw this at you. When Zeiss Fron's character, as a colleague of the crying DJ, performs a hate crime and punches some dudes, that's when you would expect the knife to p- come up, but that's not when he comes up. It's at Squirrel's funeral. That I I feel like is certainly a wrinkle that you could put in the film. So he did, because you don't really get to see him close up at the funeral. So he just draws out the knife and just holds it, wields it. He's flashing around. He's throwing it about, putting it in people's faces. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know about that. Oh, this is a fun car ride because it reminds me of when you and me were driving around Los Angeles. You know. In fact, specifically, this car ride that they're on reminds me of the time when we drove from um, LA to Joshua Tree. And there were so many windmills, I think, and solar panels along the way. I felt like there was a, there were a, 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 quite a bit, but not so many. Huge amount. What was that drive? About two hours, maybe longer? Man, I couldn't relay any of the details. It was fucking cool, man. We went out there, uh, listeners of season one will remember, we went out there in our juicy camper van and we watched the film and we stayed the night in Joshua Tree National Park and it was awesome. And then we were so tired in the morning that um, Guy drove on his default position, which is the left side of the road, which in America they're not such a big fan of and we almost had a head-to-head. I know. Easy now. (laughs) We didn't nearly have a head-to-head. I just did it down a very small uh, road. Yeah, till a car came at us in the same lane, but in an opposite direction. I think I handled it very well. Oh, we didn't die, so yeah, to an extent. I don't think anyone even honked a horn. So relaxed was the engagement. <laughs> Good times. Anyway, we're out of the car in the movie now, and we're at the Ferris wheel. Oh, we're about to go to the Ferris wheel to meet... Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Coley's love interest so much. Oh my god, I'm so sick of all of it. You're like a teacher who's tired of teaching the same curriculum. 
actually not sure where I'm verbalizing anything that's in the film at this point because it's like if you are listening to the podcast <laughs> right now I mean you're not here for the film that's not what this is no you're um you're here for something else I don't know We've if we can never provide it right now what it is but you're here for something else it's just you know the film's just happening around us it's so sweet when you press your headphones against your head because I can hear your voice louder, my voice louder, and the movie feels like it's at a normal volume. <laughs> Wonderful. What a lucky guy you are. It's creepy, man. It's like you're, tele- you're talking to me telepathically. If I don't look at your face, but I can just hear you coming through the headphones. I tell you, I'm looking at you the whole time I'm speaking. Telepathy. Yeah, you need to pay a little bit more attention to the film, actually, if anything. Guy Montgomery. No, I know exactly what's happening out there. We're good to go. Is this love? Is this love? Is this love? Is it love? Is it lo- No, 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 no. No, no. No, guy. Do it properly. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So, Radio Music Festival in Los Angeles, and I think it's Guy's turn to talk. Oh, shit. And I spilled beer everywhere. Oh, I'm wet. Oh, no. Oh, fuck me. It's okay. Eventually you'll get dry, such is the way of things. Oh, I feel disgusting. If I understand how the human body works, sometimes it's wet, sometimes it's dry. Isn't that weird how we're semi-porous so we can pull that off? Yeah, that's pretty weird. I guess we're like amphibians, really. Only we don't... We can't stay underwater for as long as amphibian. Can a human be underwater for longer than a frog? No, I don't think so. Well, but you don't know for certain... Man, there's so many <laughs> options there for it's you. It's just three. It's not that many, dude. One of them's got to be in focus. They'll all be in focus. Actually, only one of those is any good, and it's the last one. So lucky for you, I took three. <laughs> oh, I don't like a wet body. It's not fun. <laughs> nah, it's not fun at all. I don't like wet denim. For some what, reason... What I, hour are we in? If I ever think... What of, watch is this? This I'm is honestly watch lost. Three. Uh, hour five? Four? Hour four. Hour five. Five. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. Um, sorry guy, you were saying something that isn't me talking? Yeah, I was saying uh the idea of wearing wet denim socks has always been one of the least appealing ideas to me. Oh, tell me about it. Wet socks, nothing worse than that. I don't even think denim socks exist. Oh, denim. Wet socks wet is denim bad. Socks. Wet denim is bad. Together, wet denim socks. With our powers combined, we're the worst. No, thank you. We're like an anti-Captain Planet. Captain Moon? Just spitballing here. <laughs> I don't think we ever see Zaggy Efron take his jeans off. I said it last week. I'll say it again. Oh, my God. You're a fucking dunce. No, I'm smart. No, you're not. What's the opposite of the dunce? The ducks. I'm the ducks of the podcast. I wonder if that is a buzz. The dunce and the... I don't know if you're going to love this photo that I've selected of us. That sounds like confirmation that I won't. Yeah, it sure does. And I'm also not sure if I got the hour right under your instruction. Anyway, look, admin, we don't need to bring that into the old uh, old potty. Hot potato, hot potato. So... We're back in that great ad-libbed improv scene that we know so well and love so bad. And that is the hotel post-coitus. 
a scene where some food is going to get ordered and some actors are going to flub some scripts. Again, we don't know for certain in the world of the story that this is post-coitus. Go fuck yourself? Nah, dog. I'm all over it. They've got great chemistry in the morning. Do you think they do? Because I would disagree with you wholeheartedly. They seem like they until they start talking to each other. I think oh, yeah, physical both, chemistry they've both got. They've got sexy people. They've got good stuff people. going on, but this is no good. I don't know. You know what? Uh, hey, I'll tell you what I heard from the male gaze, a, uh, a, another podcast featuring two mates of ours. They reckon Zach, Zach Efron likes boys. And my theory, I reckon he likes everybody. Because that chemistry is real. He's a horn dog and he loves everybody. He's probably very well a horn dog. But, you know, if you're a good actor, if you're an actor worth their salt, which Zach Efron is, I'd definitely pay him in oh, salt. I think it's the acting thing. Even huh? money, yeah. I think it's the old, act, the old acting thing. Because I understand acting. It's when you portray, you know, a different, or not a different necessarily. You put but, on a skin that yeah, isn't your skin. Exactly. Yeah, not that's what physically. I love about it. Cannibals are the best actors because they have no problem with cutting a person open and occupying their epidermis. Very different trades, I think. And oh. it, being a cannibal isn't even a trade, really. Mm. It's more of a, a crime. Don't put that photo as her... Don't do that. Change Don't it. Change that. it up, dog. Change it up. You made a huge mistake already. Do you ever think about that stuff? Do you, When you're taking an action, do you ever go, what's the worst kind of outcome possible to this however unlikely what's the worst uh, outcome and then how the, do i remove the only that circumstance one? where that would be happening is if you're doing an action which you're not certain of so it's like what's the worst outcome because if that's the way you think of every action then you wouldn't get anything done that's it, how i think about most stuff what's the worst outcome of this yeah hard I didn't realize you heard Paige so well <laughs> laughing really yeah. loudly this while is- tanya romero is on the phone Asking he says, for someone who isn't there? He goes, exactly. <laughs> That's a good bit of work. What the fuck? We need to wear headphones more often. We pick up a little bit more of the soundscape of this stunning film, which relies so heavily on audio. Oh, fuck. Fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck. We're back here again. Where back else? Here again. Uh, Lovely lounge. Uh, if you were given the opportunity, if Wes Bentley said, hey, Tim, come over. I want to watch We Are Your Friends with you in the apartment from the house I lived in and We Are Your Friends, mm-hmm. what would you say? Yeah, let's do it, buddy. you got a great pad. I'll fly you over for one night only. We'll watch it together in my apartment. Yeah. And then I'll fly you home. Yeah. What do you say? I was, like, when? Like, I'll cancel everything I've got on. Let's do it. Here's my passport number if you need that. Absolutely, he'll need that. Yeah. What would you say? So, uh, I thank you very much for the offer, Wes Bentley, but it seems weirdly specific. I don't really want to come over and watch We Are Your Friends with You in in the apartment from the movie We Are Your Friends. Come on, dude. Be real with me. Look into my eyes for a second. Be real with me. You would take the offer. I would not take the offer. It's a lot of trouble to go to for an experience I don't really want. Yeah, but it's not always about the experience that you think you want. It's the experience that could happen. What? You know how I told you moments ago that I always think about the worst thing that could happen? You always also got to think about the best thing that could potentially happen. What is the best thing that could potentially happen? I'm going to Los Angeles at a weirdly specific request of Wes Bentley. He probably knows some cool people. Maybe he's cool himself. 
I've never met him. It's a very different night from my usual, so I would love to fly over there, mix my shit up, and watch We Are Your Friends, a film I've seen four dozen times now with one of the stars. Tremendous. I would love that. And what if he was watching it with you and he was like, hey, what do you think of my performance in this scene? I'd be like, I don't know. It's impossible to tell after 45 watches. Of what <laughs> no, but what do you think? Should I listen back to what you said about me? Does it matter to you anymore, man? You, you made this movie three years ago. Like, who cares? You've moved on. And if that's not indicative of me <laughs> not wanting to give a bad review, I don't know what is. <laughs> why? Why is why is Wes Bentley asking you to his place to watch? Where are your friends? You tell me. You constructed this. <laughs> I didn't put us here. I know this that. This is a but prison I'm of ask, your making. I'm asking you. Well, the answer to the question is he's a fan of the podcast, dummy. <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of work on at the moment, and someone recommended this because it's pertinent to his interests. Tanya, Tanya Romero, the woman that I thought was the woman who was in House of Cards, who I think is the Secretary of State. Turns out it's not her. So fucking who cares? You know. I care, Tim. Every detail of your life I care about because I respect you. Well, and if you respect for, someone, you care this? about every minute detail of, of how, their life. How about this for a detail? I've got a wet ass, wet with beer. So yeah, I, it. I care about that. How about this? I want to put I've never noticed Paige Harrell's tie before, and it's just average. There's not even anything to comment on the tie about. I reckon you have noticed it, and you filed that thought away and <sighs> not thought to mention it. Because why would you? Fuck all of this Definition of a forgettable shit. thought. This is just a bunch of I've got of an idea. Do you know what might pick you up, shit. buddy? Do you want to hear about the 19th highlight of my life? I really would. So when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit, All the Single Ladies, in the film Sex in the City 2. 20th. Um, uh, what's her name? She, I'm mostly, uh, uh, Liza Minnelli, in the film Sex in the City 2, performs Beyonce's smash hit single with accompanying band and backup dancers, All the Single Ladies. Fuck it is off. hands down one of the best times I've had in my life. Fuck off. No way. Truly. So the 20th best time in your life was just seeing that for the first time? Not quite. It was seeing it for the 20th time. Oh, my Lord. You've seen it 20 times. So much money, eh? If each one of those notes is a hundo... How much money's in that fucking shoebox? Like, well, I guess he got told he was getting a fifteen grand bonus, but maybe he's putting away money that isn't the bonus. That's other money. He's just putting all his money in there, do you reckon? Putting all his money in there, maybe. Fuck on. What do you think about the shoebox as a, a banking? Love it. Facility, yeah. You know, what I've I've always said better than a bank. You do always say that. Whenever I see a shoebox, I look at it and I point at it and I go, better than a bank. When you're saying last week, though, you th- you threw out three shoeboxes you found in your wardrobe and it was all of your savings? Fucking don't bring that up, please. I just I feel mean, like- admittedly, my life savings were $1.40. Spread across three shoeboxes. three shoeboxes. Using currency that's no longer in circulation is therefore worth- worthless now. 
But the point remains, I'm a little sensitive about it. So stop being such a fucking asshole. Go Sorry, on. man. Look at this cake he pulls out of the fridge. Why do I like this so I li- much? I tell you what, I like. I like that you like it this much. I love it. It's just, I think it's the. Inth- it's like let's let's eat a whole cake. You and me, two people, just here in the kitchen. Let's eat an entire cake. You and I. Let's- I love that. I love goals. I love stupid goals. <laughs> and what's not to love? Man, him eating the whole cake is the worst idea of all time of cake either, eating, you know, in that moment. How else are you going to eat it? He, oh, he eats it pretty ugly. <laughs> I would love to lay into that cake. It's a good looking cake, actually. It's got that beautiful frosting that you only get on either Christmas or wedding cakes. You don't often get that on a birthday cake, in my experience. That white, solid So like frosting. vanilla buttery sort of icing. Yeah. Though it's white. It's like a, it's a, it's a pure white. It's not like a vanilla off-white yellow. It's a uh, pure white in color. I don't even know how to describe the taste except icing. You know? I'm sure that our American Cake listeners icing. will be able to relate to that. I think icing is a flavor in America. Oh, my God. Why am I getting a flashback of a long-running argument we had with Paul F. Tompkins and his audience when we guested on Spontaneous Nation about cake? Uh what the fuck was all that about? Icing, probably. Presumably. It was about icing. The same trip. We called it... Oh, they call it frosting. The same honey trip that was being laid call it by, icing. by us ourselves. I think we did it again. That's pretty awesome, though, that at one point... Now, I could die happy, man. At one point <laughs> in our lives, we got in a... Uh, don't know if this is the adjective. Dialectical back and forth with Paul F. Tompkins about our respective ways of describing the thing you put on cake. I think wasn't the twist that we all agreed in the end. <laughs> yeah. I think we couldn't quite like tee it up, but yeah, I think you might be right. I've drank so much liquid, eh? Yeah, are you, are you full of... Absolutely. Is, you got a full bladder? But I refuse to succumb to my own biological urges because I'm an evolved being. I think that's a silly being. <laughs> silly, yeah, <you're> right. <laughs> silly Billy. Yeah, you said it, James Reed from the Feelers. Why don't you okay. get a lap dance from this lady? Hey, everyone. Welcome to the director's commentary. We're in a fucking uh, strip club now, and Zach Efron's puking. God, that's disgusting. It's all about to go down, because he foolishly saved Sophie and him as his photo for Sophie when she calls, and then even more foolishly left his cell phone on the table with James Reed from the Feelers. The Feelers I'll tell you what, if I was... Are the feelers coming back? It was tour every summer. If I was uh, Zaccoli, what I would say is, to be fair, Mr. Reed from the feelers, I had my jeans on the whole time. Hey, I want to do a challenge with you. But I don't know what the stakes should be. What what are good stakes for right now? I don't Finish know. your beer? How much beer you got left? Not much. What's the challenge? Yeah, only get a little bit too. Um, that we both try and take a guess at what the most recent time the feelers played the Coro Gold was. Oh, the, the, Cor- the Coro Glen Tavern. Glenn, sorry, yeah, Coro Glen. Uh, I think it was. Hold on, we got to figure out stakes before we put answers. Um, I'll bet you a vinyl copy of the feelers smash album Super System. <laughs> I don't even know if it exists. Done. I know it exists. I saw it in a record store once for an exorbitant amount of money for oh, what the product shit. is. Oh, shit. Okay, well, you get to go first. What's your guess? February 3, 
2017. That's fucking specific. Okay, the only way I'm going to win is by saying 1st of January 2016. Right on. I'll do but the research. Do you know any of these gigs off, no, off I, top of I mind? A, I made a guess, buddy. Don't worry cool. about it. Okay, sweet. I love that we're going to research this and get the, the winner live on air as well. This is like a good how a good radio competition happens. Okay, so we're back in the strip club. We're in the bathroom. Uh, Zach Efron's just been decked by our alternative Wolverine himself. James Reed from the field. Oh. What I got here is um, Clash of the Titans. Yes. Dragon. Oh, fuck my yeah. Six, the Feelers. Saturday the 30, 31st of December 2016. That's you, dude. That is fucking you. Yeah, That's all you, boy. Bro. The feelers are always gigging. <laughs> well done, you. I can't Fuck, wait. Bro, I would love to have been in that gig. Are you kidding me? Dragon in the fit. That is like the ultimate piss cunt. Don't know any other songs. <laughs> karaoke night, but it's the actual bands. Yeah, man. Have <laughs> you ever seen the rain? Don't, Don't go, go out. out. Yeah, it's good time. Pouring red. That's Dragon, eh? Yeah, somehow we've sort of put our heads down. We've just burrowed through and we're about to kill off Squirrel, baby. We're on our way home. Is it any wonder? We just got to throw his corpse out of the car yeah. and ride our way to bed. That would have been a crazier way to do his death in this movie. <laughs> throw his body out of a car. Although, more realistic if you think about it, if I was at a party and someone died accidentally and I was in charge of the party and I were these fuck sticks, I would be like, live by the sword, die by the sword, let's fucking get out of this. So I would get the body and throw it into the San Fernando Valley or whatever, try to get rid of it. Maybe in that bit where all those murders happen and the bodies got buried, where they're overlooking the LA. Is that, did a lot of murders happen there? Yeah, apparently. I heard that on a director's commentary of this movie. What that what that they were Megan like Oppenheimer a, murdered a bunch of people and buried them in a and she said weird. that in a director's commentary weird eh super weird but it happened but it happened soundproof the walls soundproof Man, the walls I don't know if I could <laughs> handle meeting anyone who was involved in this movie on account of what we've done to ourselves in this film I'm not even sure if what you've just said makes any sense. It definitely does. Can you imagine meeting any of these actors and being like, hey, look. I want to meet Zac Efron. It, I'd have to be happy to meet any of them. Would you bring honest. it up or not? Fucking depends. Not necessarily. I wouldn't force it. But if we were like, if if we were, um, here's the circumstances. I'm in an elevator with one of them. You pick which one. Johnny Depp. With the Johnny Depp, and I'm like, dude, I don't want to say anything. Like, the elevator breaks. If the elevator's operating normally, I don't bring it up. I'm just like, this is amazing. <laughs> Such specific But content. if the elevator breaks, I'm like, dude, I wasn't going to bring this up, but are you the guy from We Are Your Friends? And he'd be like, yes, that's a film I did a few years ago. And I'd be like, dog, i got some weird shit to throw at you, <laughs> but I happen to have seen your film no less than 47 times. And he would say... Maybe let's get out of this elevator before you keep talking. <laughs> what about uh, Z- uh, Zeisfron? Same situation. Man, yeah. P- 
pretty similar dialogue track, except more heavy on the. I wouldn't be all coy about. Are you the guy? I'd be like, "You're Zach Efron." He'd be like, "I am." I'd be like, "My name's Tim. I do a podcast where I watch your film every week." He'd be like, "That's mental." Um, have you seen Baywatch yet? Because he's always selling. The dude is have always. Have you seen selling. Baywatch? No, it's not out yet in New Zealand. It's yeah, been it's out been America- out. Oh, is it? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen it. Have you? Nah, dog. I we have big plans. It. I was going to bring all the podcast shows together. Cause it's Your whole our, stable of horses. Absolutely. But then Rose went back home as well, so it's not quite the same. Some nerve. Anyway, these parties were the shit, eh? Did you go to these kind of parties when you were young? Not this wild. Not, but, not this Not this good. Uh, not so, this yeah, good. Like I've been to a big house party before. It's a good time. Fuck it, is it what? There's um there's an annual house party that happens in Auckland, which I seem to be out of town for every time it happens. And I'm fucking gutted because I've missed it about four years in a row. But it's like a known, organized, excellent fucking house party that everyone raves about every year. How if you haven't seen or been there for four years, how do you how does its reputation Everyone serve it around this well? me goes. All of my flatmates go, the current cast. They, Your cast of flatmates. My cast of flatmates. Current car, current season cast go like every... They've been at least the last two years and I've heard about it for like the last four. You've been, I think. I can't remember the name of the street, but you know what I'm talking about. Vaguely. Real close to here. Real close to here. It doesn't matter. No one else gives a fucking shit. If they're here with us at this point, they're probably vaguely interested at yeah, least. you would have to be a psychopath trying to like fucking tee up our geolocation to kill us to still be listening to whatever jibber jabber we've got going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you gotta wake up first. He's got bad tattoos. Could you deal with me taking a bathroom break? Do you reckon you could yeah, take over the mic man. for a tick? I'm all over it. Dude, I need you to keep talking. This is like speed, okay? Keep us above sixty. Isn't it 57? Whatever. It's probably neither of the speeds we said. Neither of us know speed that well. I just like the idea of it. So uh, three friends are finding out that their friend Squirrel is dead again. Uh, yet somehow they're all managing to act surprised, which is a real testament to their professionalism and hard work as actors. If nothing else, watching this movie over and over again has given me uh, respect for the craft of acting and the idea that some people have to do the same performance, you know, hundreds and hundreds of times. And in their performance, act as though what's happening is happening for the first time. They say acting isn't acting. It's reacting. But they're wrong. Because acting is acting. That's why it's called acting. If it was reacting, it would be called reacting but it's not. So why don't you guys who think that acting is reacting read a fucking book for once and get your shit together? Acting is acting. Reacting is reacting. A spade is a spade. It's the 1940s. Pull your fucking head in. Ah, uh, they're all kind of upset that their friend Squirrel's dead, but I gotta say, after 49 weeks, you're probably getting pretty used to him bailing on them at this time by now. Don't worry about me, Tim. I was just giving I'm the good even, boys a lecture I'm not even on sh- performance. I'm not even sure that there's enough 
oxygen in this room for us to like supposed to be in here at this point we need like a, a carbon dioxide scrubber like they have on shuttles going into space you know this is what was wrong with apollo 13 11 11 i've got personal problems with all of the apollos do you you don't think man should be on the moon i don't think man should leave earth when we built it we'll go down with the ship <laughs> You think we <laughs> built the planet? It's what any good captain will do. We built this planet, and by Jove, we'll go down on it too. Have we got chippies in here. Yeah, man. We you need, got- okay, here's what we need, guy. More of everything. Okay, so all of the things that we have, we're gonna need more of them. All right. Can you tee that up? Yeah, I'll do my best. Thanks, mate. Uh, just a quick drinks break for the boys. <laughs> my lord. What you can hear on the street is commentary. Is the rustle of desperation as we try and put enough fuel into our bodies to drag ourselves to the finish line of this, our third screening of the relentlessly infuriating Maximum Joseph's Magnum Opus, We Are Your Friends. Oh, I really don't want to eat or chew on the mic. It's a gross thing to hear people do. Baby. And the problem is... We've got Doritos, which, as anyone who eats Doritos knows, they don't do anything. They just evaporate on your tongue and you get the sensation of eating food, but without any of the nutritional or energy benefits. Or immediate satisfaction. You get a salty, thirsty mouth. It's just gone. It's just like, whatever this was, I think it was just, you temporarily solidified corn syrup, (laughs) but it melted as soon as it hit my tongue. It's nothing. How do you make a Dorito? What are you deep frying? Cornstarch? Corn, okay, according to the ingredient, this, this is how much respect we pay to the movie right now. I am <laughs> proceeding to read you the ingredients list of Cheese Supreme flavored Doritos corn chips. <laughs> ingredient from chief weight to least. Corn, vegetable oils, brackets, soy, cheese powder, brackets, milk, salt, buttermilk powder, Brackets, milk, wheat powder, whey protein concentrate, brackets, milk, tomato powder, flavor enhancers 621, 631, and 627, onion powder, whey powder, brackets, milk, garlic powder, dextrose, sugar, natural flavor, mineral salt 339, food acids, lactic acid, citric acid, spice, white pepper, Colors 110150D contains gluten, contains milk, or milk products, contains soybeans or soybean products. <laughs> that does not sound like an appealing snack to this, you know, <laughs> intrepid eater. Bipartisan punter. A bipartisan punter. That should be your food blog. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, would just want to eat more of them though, because they do nothing. Oh, man. How can you read out that laundry list of chemicals and keep poisoning your body? Not chemical. Everything's chemicals. No, man, not me. I'm made of flesh and bone. Don't you dare fucking tell me i got a chemical in my body or so help me God, I will reach across these two chairs and I will strangle you, good sir. Sweet ass living ignorance. See if I give a shit. So where we are right now is old Did mate Did you just quote Frederick Nietzsche? No. Oh, well, you just said that whole ignorance thing was a Friedrich Nietzsche quote. What did I say? I don't give a shit. I go, fuck you. I don't know. 
Words to that effect. It's Nietzsche and alternative pronunciation of Nietzsche. Yeah. Same dude, Same right? guy, yeah. That, like, um, what's that word? What's that philosophy where, like, fucking nothing matters? Absolutely nothing matters. Nihilism. Is he that famous nihilistic writer and philosopher? Yeah, Nietzsche. I think he's pretty popular. I don't know him that well. Yeah, as, right. as told by my mispronunciation of his name and misattributing a quote that you clearly had just made up. And Ginger. Also, as told by Ginger. Yeah, that's a great show. Macy Gray sang the theme song. Fuck, it was a good show. Someone once told me the grass was much greener. On the other side. That's not what she sounds like. Fuck, that hurt, man. Yeah. My throat's been uh, going through hell. Trying to do Macy Gray every day. Lower my... Yeah, still not even close. You're not even in the ballpark. I reckon you're a bad person. Me? No. Zach Efron's character, Cole Carter, in the film We Are Your Friends. Man. Cece Babcock. I've got to say, I don't know if this has brought out the best in us, Tim. How those Doritos I'm just going? chewing on Doritos. I'm sorry for the absence. I'm back. You're right. Um... Oh, do you know what he's drinking? A whiskey. Do you know what I could go for? A whiskey. Yeah, dude. And I actually... um, Oh, this is a tricky... You're right. Do what you got to do, man. No, here's what's tricky. No, I can't, I can't in good conscience do it. Oh, unless we leave some. So I've got a small bottle of beautiful old single malt that my parents bought for me intended for myself and my fiance. No, you, can't, you can't bring that up here. I want to have some whiskey, though. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if we drank whiskey? This is not how I imagined you proposing to me, Tim. The piano music is not helping the mood of this, eh? It's helping you, not me. Am I going to ask you to marry me? No. Wait, I, I did ask you to marry me. When? If you think about it. Just now? No, think about it. I asked you to marry me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah, all right, Dad, with your dad jokes. That's not good, though. It's a technicality. That sounds like a really bad job. Whoa, his headphones are resting on that table in the background. Never noticed that. Neither did I. Fucking hell, my God damn, what a game changer. <laughs> You know, that's kind of put this entire movie in a whole new light for do you, me. Do you know what? No kidding. This might be the worst director's commentary that's ever been, like, recorded down in any medium. I, I don't feel so bad about it because I know that we laid down some quality several hours ago. But as it stands, I agree that what we're doing is um, tantamount of disrespectful to both the film and ourselves and you, who's still listening. And Doritos are sponsoring this episode. It's a great way to sponsor Doritos with a, with a bit of cotton mouth. Try <laughs> Doritos. I love them. I love them. I'm just eating them. And I apologize for that because, you know, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Nothing grosser than eating on the mic. That's beautiful, isn't it? Just a bit of running and some birds. That's quite a relaxing sensation. The helicopter always freaks me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like hearing a helicopter flying overhead. Who does? No one. That's the answer. End. Helicopter? When a helicopter's good. Oi. Um, chuck in some more uh, calming 
fucking incense or whatever. Incense, like burning incense. Or whatever kind of incense there is for a calming atmosphere, you know? Helicopters are scary. Let's unscary them. For me personally or for Zicoli? For us. For us. Ah. We're scared. I once, um, I bought a record that was called Relaxing Sounds. Relax. Don't do it. And it was a series of different different relaxing sounds that you could play. So one of them was like a bubbling brook, Mm. you know, and the other one was a, a garden in springtime. And the garden in springtime, it had birds. It had sort of the distant sound of people playing. And then another one of the features that would play it was like a 14-minute recording of a relaxing garden in springtime. Another one was um, the sound, and, and far in the distance, you can gently hear the sound of a lawnmower for hearing someone else work is also relaxing. And I was like, hot damn, what bold person in the recording studio was like, I tell you what else would really help people take a load off. It's the sound of a grunty-ass lawnmower toiling away. Did it work, though? Yeah, absolutely. it sounded like it was far off? Yeah, of course it worked. That's fucking cool, man. That's a good, that's a good shout from the um, audio engineer, for sure. You know? Real good shout. Pretty good gig designing relaxing noises. Do you think you could do it as an alternative backup career to um, stand-up comedy if that whole thing doesn't pan out? Yeah, absolutely. What's the most relaxing sound that you would put down that no one's done before? Like it's untapped territory. i got a playlist I've been working on that no one else has put together in exactly the same order that I have. Can you please let me know what's on there? Do you want to hear what's on the playlist? Because it coincides perfectly with several of my personal life highlights. I thought it might. The first song on the playlist and my 21st personal life highlight is Liza Minnelli performing Beyonce's smash hit single, All the Single Ladies, in the film Sex in the City 2. The second song on the playlist, and my 22nd life highlight, is Liza Minnelli performing Beyonce's smash hit single, All the Single Ladies, in the film Sex in the City 2. The third song on the playlist, and my 23rd personal highlight, is Liza Minnelli performing Beyonce's smash hit All the Single Ladies in the film Sex in the City 2. My 24th personal highlight and the fourth song on the playlist that I'm describing to you is, of course, Liza Minnelli's performance of the Beyonce Knowles or Beyonce, as her recording name is. Maybe even Beyonce Carter. I don't know if she took Sean Carter's name or not. Regardless, as Liza Minnelli's performance of Beyonce's smash hit single, all the single ladies taken from the film Sex in the City 2. Let me stop you there, guy. No one gives a shit. I mean, you're going on a bit, you know? You're droning. Easy now. Oh, shit. We're almost at the end of the film. I really want to get to 52. Fuck. Doesn't seem feasible, really, does it? These Doritos need to go. <laughs> I tell you what, every time I tell you about one of my personal life highlights, the line of Doritos remaining to be eaten in the bag goes down, which I love. <laughs> it's like a superpower. Hey, my name's Zach Efron. I'm about to play some dumbass shit I've been working on for you all. I'm sorry that the catering's terrible and there's not enough water or porter potties in this car park, but hey, them's be the breaks sometimes. Here goes. 
is the sound of me farting for three minutes and 52 seconds remixed by me i remixed it with the power of my farts pointing into a mouse so that it would click at random times if the farts sound like there's no real rhyme or reason to them that's because there isn't that's how farting works and more specifically farting into a microphone and then farting to mix them together works anyway please enjoy and if any of you are dying from dehydration that's not my problem you sign a release form Fuck you. I'm Zach Efron. I'm getting out of here. Just a tremendous tone to put over a bunch of punters who have come to see a music gig. I like to kick off with um, the most animosity in that kind of environment. If someone's paid money to be somewhere, you want to kick off and go, uh, greetings, fuck faces yeah. and shitheads. Here's how shit's going to work around here. Yeah. Thin out the fakers from the real fans. Thin out that herd. Get rid of the fucking plebeians. Yeah, get rid of the people who aren't for real. Do you know who you're left with then? People who love abuse. <laughs> and I mean, what better way to get rich than just be left with those people and then make them buy a bunch of t-shirts? You just stand there with a microphone in your hand and you a USB... It doesn't work if you say and USB, although that's technically grammatically correct. And USB. And, and USB. USB. Nah. You, you just say a USB. Isn't it weird? I've always like thought that about... There was another bear sitting around for me somewhere. Can you see it? Is it behind my head or something? Is, is it that, there? Is it over there? There's somewhere. I can't see shit, boy. One of these fucking... Uh, maybe, maybe we do need to delve into the old bucket. Oh, is that yours? That, no, that'll be you. Oh, that's an empty one. A lot of, lot of, do you know what I'm noticing around us? A lot of empty beer cans. A lot of dead yeah, Chuck, is, is there um, anything going on in that box? There's there a beer. Go. Oh, just the one, eh? Oh, what about on there? Are they all dead too? Yeah, boy. Fuck, we've gone through a, a couple of beers, haven't we? All told. What about that one above your head? No, that's dead too, huh? Okay. That guy, no, he's dead also. <laughs> okay. They're all, they're all gone, buddy. Okay, well, we'll start on the peronies then. I had them in the back closet. Well, as far as I know, mm. unless you've got a nasty surprise in store for me, at the tail end of this song playing out, we can finally excuse ourselves from our civic duty of watching and discussing this film over uh, and over. Oh, my God. Oh God. How do you feel about the experiment of watching it thrice consecutively? Dude, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to let you know I had a plan for this and that was for us to watch it a fourth time in a row. <laughs> You're doing a bit, eh? Not at all. Not at all. You have got to be <laughs> taking the fucking piss. No, dude. It was the moment when you said, I don't have any plans tonight. I was like, cool, four it is. <laughs> no, that's not right, man. We're not because you've been gearing up for it to end at this point, eh? That's been your whole end goal. Yeah, of it's course. Been, that, those have been your goalposts. I thought that you're watching it towards. three times consecutively. You would think that. That's totally normal, Are dude. You're deadly fucking serious right I now. I am not fucking around, bro. I reckon it's 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 happening. Well, I mean, I don't reckon it's happening. It is happening, and I reckon this is where we are now. So you can either get on board or not. But one more go on the merry-go-round. <laughs> you know? That is so unbelievable to me. So listen, let's not get too dwelling into the future. On the other hand, though, to your credit, I can't imagine another time in my life 
I'll be in this exact circumstance where it's even close to there an you option. Go. Let's roll with that. Let's keep that energy up. I can't imagine it lasting for another hour and 35 fucking minutes. Okay, so, I mean, we're at the conclusion of watch number three, and let me say, the payoff is tiny. That's what sucks about this movie so much. It's not that it's, uh, like, the worst movie ever, but it's just the payoff for what they set up is so disproportionately terrible. Yeah. Nothing earned. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. It's precisely it, man. You're right about that. Oh, man, I just am processing the fact that I'm about to watch this movie all over again. You ready for that shit, boy? i got to load up on, like... Yeah, we got to get a bunch of stuff in our system. I'll tell you that for free. Just even sugar, just anything that keep me keep me going, keep this engine going. Mm. These days, everybody want to talk, but they got nothing to say. I can't believe this. When you move, the, move your mouth, it's just a bunch of gibberish. You want some chocolate, buddy? Yeah, I'd love some, dude. Is it dark as well? Cacao. Thank you. Oh, no. We're not supposed to both eat at the same time. I forgot the rule. Things change, dude. Yeah, they do. Sorry, everybody, but, you know, we're at the end of Watch 3. Give us a little bit yeah. of slack. If you're not enjoying this, just fast forward to when we start watching the movie for a fourth time. Which is in about a minute. And then don't enjoy that instead of not enjoying this. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so here we go. Here's the shoehorn of a payoff, and it's Somali being in a night class for, like, a community college. What Learning about, studying? we is don't it, know what. Is it law? Maybe. Here's Johnny Depp. He's at a cast, cast call of other Johnny Depps. And apparently, this is Jahid's dream, being a fucking doorman. <laughs> Gutted, bro. <laughs> Show us Squirrel. He's squirrel, reveal oh, yourself. Dark. That's so dark. Literally, he would have worms going in and out of his eyeballs. Like I need to see caught. him. I need to see his tombstone. I say this with the greatest of respect, but did you just fart recently? No. This room has gotten toxic. Ma'am, I did not. That is the cumulative is impact that, of is us. That just, that's just you and me. It's you and me sitting in here working oh hard. God damn. It's absurd that right now what feels like the hardest work possible in the world is just sitting in the same spot and watching a movie. No, nah, it's not hard. That's why I added another watch, dude. We're all right. We're okay. We can do no, this. No, I, I do think there's credit to it. It is hard. Like, it's the amount of uh, torture that you're putting yourself We're through. We're hard workers, dude. You and me. Well, they We're say hard work workers. Smart, work smart, not hard. That's what they say. But that's 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 when you get in your forties. When you're in your twenties, you got to put on the hard graph. Is that the, is that the word graph? Oh man, what are we gonna talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Emily Radishkowski and Johnny Weston and Shia Fernandez. Shiloh Fernandez. That's Shiloh. whose name we got to remember. Alex Schaefer. Schaefer. And him. Wes Bentley. Hey, as you could probably guess, we're at the credits of the film. Yeah. I'm ready. Um, my guy. This is madness. Yeah, isn't it? Okay, okay, okay. We need to fucking reset, resettle, refocus, restart, be reborn, rejuvenate, and get in there once more. We can do this. You and I. I believe in us. I believe in us too. Do you want to um, 
if not if not the whiskey that you're going to propose to me with, maybe do you want to get some of those lovely refreshing beers? Yeah, whatever. Do you want me to get them, or are you going to get them? I can get them if you want, but I'm not stopping what's happening right now. This is a continuous No, no, process. yeah, I know. You, if you get them, I'll keep talking. Don't you want worry. me to get them? I'm good company. Okay. Take it from me. I'm I've spent stuff. a lot of time with me. So I guess as the sun sets on one screening of We Are Your Friends and the sun rises on another... What is there to talk about? Well, not a heck of a lot. One of the people in this film is credited just with the name Posso. I suppose the other thing I could do is start telling you about some of the other highlights of my life, if you're interested. The 24th, I believe, highlight of my life so far was probably when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit single, all the single ladies in the film Sex in the City 2. The 25th highlight? Arguably, almost definitely, in fact, when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit single, All the Single Ladies in the film Sex in the City 2. The 26th highlight of my life would be probably something quite similar when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce Knowles' smash hit single, all the single ladies in the film Sex in the City 2. 27th on the list, so kind of you to wonder, would be when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce Knowles' smash hit single, All the Single Ladies in the film Sex in the City 2. The 28th highlight of my life to this point, probably when I saw Liza Minnelli perform a song originally written and performed by Beyonce Knowles called all the single ladies at the wedding ceremony in the film Sex in the City 2. The 29th highlight of my life to this point in my 29th year when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit single All the Single Ladies in the film Sex in the City 2. The 30th highlight in my life to this point would be when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit single all the single ladies in the film Sex in the City 2. The 32nd highlight of my life to this point would be when I saw Liza Minnelli perform the smash hit single by Beyonce, All the Single Ladies in the film Sex in the City 2. The 33rd highlight of my life so far when I saw Liza Minnelli perform Beyonce's smash hit single, All the Single Ladies in the film Sex in the City 2. Can I explain to you what we're doing? By all means. So what I'm doing? Here's the thing. In, the, in season one, we did a director's commentary, which is where we did an episode where we talked over the film instead of talking after the film. Sex in the City 2, you want to top that. So we did it two in a row, and it produced the episode called Five Hour Energy because it was such a long film. In this third season, We Are Your Friends, even watching it three times doesn't equal two Sex in the Cities. So we've everything's got to be bigger. You see what I'm saying? It's escalation. It's got to be longer. And unfortunately, we are, not, we, are, we are only just shy of five hours right now. Three. But just shy is enough for me. Is more than two. But five, less than five is less than five. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're going to break the six-hour barrier. And at what cost, Tim? Um, like the first astronauts, probably nothing good for us. But great things for those who come after us. This movie's still fine. There's a colleague who passed the... One of them dies, that guy's screw. One of them's 
You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.